OFM Talk. 079-191-4270. Tech Conversation. Tech Conversation on Metro FM Talk. Yeah, 21 minutes it is after 7 p.m. It's our Tech Conversations here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, yeah, we shift things up slightly. Uh, we will have our business wrap uh, where we're going to be speaking to uh, the DG at uh, the National Treasury. Uh, but uh, we'll kick things off with our tech conversation before we get into discussions on the budget. And uh, we head to Cape Town and we'll stay in Cape Town for much of today, uh, which is also where the budget was happening. And Cape Town is currently hosting the largest gathering of African game developers in the world. Uh, it's called Africa Games Week. And uh, David Munakotla, also known as Super Dave to many of us here, at Metro FM Talk, a mobile gaming expert and one of our colleagues uh, here at uh, Metro FM, joins me now on the line all the way from Cape Town. Super Dave, what's happening, brother? Uh, good, good evening from the wonderful Cape, yeah. How's it going there, man? Uh, we did say tonight much of our show is stuck in Cape Town because the budget was happening there as well. But we thought a city challenge shot left Gangane at the Games Week. Yeah, it seems like the finance minister is not the only one uh, who's in town. Uh, there's also a bunch of us nerds that are also in town. Indeed. Uh, gathered under the beautiful Cape Town sky to talk all things gaming, uh, the business of gaming, uh, the equipment you need uh, to, try, to try and make it in gaming in SA, mm. uh, the, indie, the indie scene, uh, what the scene looks like right now, uh, the potential of making a career out of it. Sure. And yeah, man, and all the cheese and cheese that comes with the interesting world of being yeah. uh, a gamer on this beautiful continent of ours. Talk to me about Games Week. I mean, this is this is where the who's who in the world of gaming on the continent is to be found. And I'm quite interested, yeah. we'll come back to, I guess, who plays and uh, how big a market we see in key parts of our continent. But let's talk about the, the people who make the games, you know, uh, the animators, yeah. the developers, um, and how big you know, that uh, ecosystem is on our continent? Uh, you know, funny enough, it's still quite a... From a little console and PC-wise, yeah. uh, the guys that actually branched out and made it big, there's a studio based down here in Cape Town called Three Lives. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, once upon a time, they released a, a really cool PlayStation uh, indie game called Broforce. So ah. basically, it, 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 if you... From the old school, you remember a video game like Contra. Yeah, so it yeah, was yeah. A, Super yeah, Econtra, it was basically like a modern ad- adaptation of sure. Econtra where you go around uh, and you like a, you like one of these rules, but you're just going around like shooting and punching people. Uh, that game got picked up by PlayStation oh. as part of the indie program okay. and it became a worldwide hit. Uh, Monetary-wise, no one really knows how, my, how much Free Live really made, but just being on that PlayStation indie program is basically like... Uh, doing breakfast or drive on Metro FM. Uh, the entire world sees you. Sure, you are given sure. a platform to showcase your talent, and you've got the entire PlayStation base to eat off, and entire PlayStation marketing budget uh, just to push again. So those guys have gone on to do great and wonderful things uh, from from a local developer side. Uh, yeah, man. So I think I think they're the benchmark. But a lot of uh, mobile gaming studios have popped up. Uh, here in the country, uh, yes. you find that a lot, a lot of guys are stationed right here in Cape Town. Funny enough, uh, I, was, I was talking to someone earlier on, uh, telling them that I think that Cape Town is slowly turning into a mixture of uh, Silicon Valley and uh, Tokyo oh. uh, from from a from a game sure. point of view, because a lot of uh, mobile game companies are based out here, and a lot of tech security companies are based out here. Uh-huh. So there's a wonderful uh, cross pollination between between the two that's taking place in this beautiful city. 
Talk to me about mobile games. I mean, we often talk about that here on Metro FM Talk when we talk about Tencent yeah. or where we talk about, you know, some of the big studios, EA in the, in the case of sports yeah. and you know, other uh, platforms. But I guess how big the adoption has been of those games and what kind of games are being played in South Africa and in key markets on the continent, Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, you know? Dude, I think like each and every one of us is a gamer in disguise for the fact that you have a smartphone, you know. Sure. I think the biggest mobile game they live right now is Candy Crush. And you find that hey, people man, are... Candy Crush. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry about that. I was just uh, driving past me. Uh, yeah, Candy Crush, man. Where you find that people are actually even like uh, punching in the credit card details mm. into the game to buy extra lines, you know. And that, that premium market is really huge. Uh, but from an, from an estimation point of view, I was just reading a report uh, earlier on before we went uh, on air. It's estimated that close to half of our population, 24 million people in our country, South Africa, are gamers. Uh, wow. But 95%, 95% of them play on mobile games. And I guess what the attractive part of mobile gaming is the premium uh, business model where I give you a game for free. Yeah. I let you play for a couple of hours. But if you die three times in the game... I need you to buy, I need you to either to wait two hours before you can play that game again, or I can, I can, I can ask you to use your credit card to make a purchase and, bo- and buy more lives to play my game. Uh, I can also still offer you the ad-free version of my game. I won't, I won't run any advertising, so there won't be any pop-ups before you play. You know, I think nothing is as annoying as uh, opening up one of your favorite ads and bam, sure, there's, sure. An, there's an ad in your face, you're trying to switch it off. Oh, I can do. It. Oh, I can push that business module when I hire. So then, if you look, if you look at that from a mon- monetary point of view, that's estimated to be close to two hundred and eighty million dollars uh, that gaming made during twenty twenty one, according to a report by uh, I think gaming research company uh, New News. Yeah, News. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, yeah. I, I think when you when you put it like that, what it raises for me are two sort of uh, related issues that one might find even in the social media space. The one, firstly, is, you know, this idea of, you know, data capture and, of course, digital advertising embedded within platforms. Um, Of course, then the other layer is the monetization element, which I think you've just spoken to, where people can pay in order to experience certain things inside of the platform. That's fundamentally different to, I guess, how games maybe were in the 90s when the Sega, you know, and some of the other consoles, uh, older TV game consoles came out. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sure, definitely. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, that's because the the internet of things hadn't happened by then. All you got was your console, that CD or that cartridge. You pop it in, you play, and that's what you get. Because even now, the same uh, business model that's applied that made mobile gaming, what it is, the premium mobile gaming yes, concept, that, yes. has, that has moved on to console, where you, and uh, unfortunately with console, you still need to buy the, the machine that, that you play the game with, and you still need to buy the game that you need to play. But where the developers have been our higher is that in order for you to play with Super Pac-Man, so you get the Pac-Man with the guns, all the guns and tattoos, you need to buy that Pac-Man. They call that a skin, you know? Uh, and you spend like you, you spend you use your own money again uh, your child or your daughter or yourself mm. you go to the credit card or the debit card you punch it in on your console and you buy that skin uh, to make you feel better because the developers uh, the developers make you feel bad for not having that saying that no if you do not have the skin you can't enjoy the game and I'll give you a perfect example of how big uh, the premium premium uh, premium model is big on console and uh, PC gaming. 
uh, there's a popular video game called Fortnite. Uh, if you have a child or daughter that you're listening, you might have uh, come across it. So Fortnite is free to play. Uh, but the cool thing about the, well, I guess, uh, let me say the greedy thing about the developers of Fortnite is that Fortnite has the premium business model. Mm. Uh, all the kids want the latest skins. And they, Fortnite has this beautiful thing that they do that they tap into urban culture. So every now and then when the new Spider-Man came out, they had a Spider-Man skin that you needed to pay X amount of dollars for. Uh, it's currently, uh, when the Looney Tunes movie came out, the new one was LeBron James, uh, they did a campaign with him where you can mm. play as LeBron James. Uh, there's a new game right now on PlayStation. It's called uh, Uncharted, the, Lo- the Legacy of Thieves. And the game star character, there's also even a movie at the cinema, uh, sure. at the cinema an Uncharted movie that's out right now. And the main character of that franchise, uh, Nathan Drake, He's now a playable character within Fortnite. But in order to access all of that, you need to spend money, real money, despite the game being free, you know? And that's where, that's where, that's where the money is. Uh, people, traditional means of buying games, I think we've all heard this before, whether it's here locally yeah. or internationally, that people aren't buying CDs, you know? Uh, yeah, people yeah. would rather buy the, the digital uh, cons- module of a console, the one that, that doesn't have a Blu-ray player. So they sacrifice the Blu-ray player just for them to download the game straight sure. onto the machine, straight onto the machine, and yeah, and and thing, and buy extra content online. Yeah. I mean, Dave, when, the moment you introduce financial information into into the play, it just changes yeah. the dynamic, right? Uh, and and yeah. you made the point earlier on that Cape Town is also the home to many, yeah. you know, digital security entities because privacy and, of course, uh, you know. Uh, invasions, especially where information about yeah. people's cards, you know, is being shared and all of that, might open yeah. people up to hacks and all of that. Um, that's sure. another big industry, I guess, that has complemented this rise, both from the freemium model, but also to viable commercial models in the gaming space. Yeah, I, I, I think so too, man. Because ultimately, it's, it's your, it's my information as day. So if I'm punching in uh, my credit card and my details, it's stored on mm. the console itself. Then. Uh, or on my PC master. Then I jump onto my console's web browser. So now the con- console is learning what I'm searching for. Uh, next thing, I'm Googling how much is a price of a certain uh, hatchback. The moment I open my phone and go on my favorite social media platform, I'm seeing uh, that hatchback that I want conveniently, conveniently priced by a second-hand dealer. And that's all because my phone and my console are all connected to the yes. same network, my Wi-Fi at home, you know? Mm. So, that, so that's, that's, that's also like the danger of it all and in the Internet of Things, uh, of, in the Internet of Things is that our privacy as consumers is to a certain extent not being respected by these companies because it's easy for them to track your movements, whether you're buying a game online, whether you're browsing on your console, whether you're watching Netflix, DSTV uh, now or Amazon. They know your movements. They know what you're doing, and they know how to target you. Because also, uh, Aya, when you play your favorite game, mm. this, this, is, this is a thing that gamers do. Uh, there's, there's something called uh, video capture. So you're like, you capture, the, you capture your favorite gaming moment, and you post it on social media. So now there's also a back-end for Twitter and Facebook to access your console because uh, you've got the Twitter app, and you linked it to your PlayStation Plus account, and you're posting for and you're posting from that. So they also just also like uh, just piggybacking on all that information, and we, and, and and it creates uh, quite a, a vicious cycle that uh, a lot of politicians and a lot of people that are just uh, concerned about privacy uh, are talking about. Mm, mm. And, and I guess maybe then, Dave, the the other element which you know might be related to that. I, we often hear in the policy space there's a new law, there's a new bill 
Because they yeah. knew this or the, the, or the other. Um, yeah. And on the one hand, it's also about protecting us consumers and people who use sure. you know, the, the gaming platforms and the products. But also on yeah. the other hand, policy's role is also about trying to enable the development of an ecosystem of this kind. Yeah. Where do you see some of the gaps? I mean, do we have enough training institutions? Do we have enough money going to you know, uh, yeah. uh, um, developing studios and you know, some of the animators and other people in this ecosystem? It just seems to be, I seldom hear about it. I mean, you, you, know, you, you never hear an advert, yeah. even here on Metro, of somebody saying, hey, you know, registration is open for this animation or gaming you know, a software sure, development sure, school. Sure. Yeah. You know, sadly, that's because the animation, animation schools uh, are really expensive. Uh, yeah. I know where I studied my media credential, the, the animation course was the most expensive one. It goes to 100k a pop. And this was back in 20, 20, 2007. It was close to 100,000. And I can only imagine how expensive it is now. And ultimately, ultimately, you'll need to find, like, you'll need to ask for, like, uh, get a bursary or ask for government funding. But I guess this is where things like Africa Games Week uh, come in handy uh, for, for those that are interested in such spaces. Yeah, because uh, like today there were guys from uh, Microsoft here just talking about like uh, gaming as a career and the Microsoft gaming uh, gaming studio. So I guess they're using those platforms to lure people uh, into getting into gaming uh, as a as a thing as, as a career from from a back end point of view, not just mm. from uh, my side where I'm I'm mainly just handling the content, but from you actually creating the content where in the future a future super dev can get on a platform like yours, uh, Ayabonga, and talk about that. Sure, you know, uh, sure. the, 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 thing, the, the, the schools are here. Uh, there's one or two in Joburg, one or two down in Cape Town, one or two in Devon, in the big cities. Uh, not, as broad, not, not as wildly known in the small cities. And I guess like things like Africa Games Week, uh, the big uh, festival that used to happen back uh, in Joburg before they sold the dome and turned into a college leadership rage. Those festivals are really important because uh, people like Boston Media House, Animation SA, uh, they come down and advertise their the offerings, saying like, hey guys, sure. you want to be a game developer? Come through and learn here. And sometimes you, you don't even need to go. If you, if you can't draw, no one says you can't make video games because ultimately it's code. It's exactly. writing code. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can also learn online. You can learn how to use Python and, and learn how to develop apps for uh, the iPhone, uh, per se. And just, like, learn different, like, uh, languages, uh, which is coding languages. And once you've learned those coding languages, some of the courses ask you online. Uh, I think this is something that you're interested in. You also have the onus is also on, on you to find out uh, about these different three courses, what you can do, what you can't do. Then at a later stage, once you know how to write the code uh, and you move in your different industry, that's when you meet the animators, so that's, sure. the guys that can actually go and make your, your thing, make your, your code come to life. Uh, from a visual point of view. Because also, making a video game is quite layered. Uh, mm, it's not just mm. you being able to, to draw. It's actually quite... It's actually a, it's a, actually a software development uh, skill that you need. Because there's lead architects, there's user interface architects, uh, there's guys that write the code for the mission, uh, problem solving, there's the, guys, there's the actual animators, uh, 3D effects, uh, there's guys that work with the motion capture suits. So mm. it's, it's quite a layered industry that's not as in your face uh, here in SA as probably radio and TV. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah. But it's, it's there. Uh, I guess it's just a matter of people 
doing the hard work and finding out, or people like yourself are putting someone like me on and enlightening people that, hey, you can actually go on and do this as a career. You know, I think in SA, uh, mm. we still have a long way to go. Sure, and, sure. And in, but uh, fortunately, we are in an age where internet is being rolled out. It might not be at a really fast yes. pace, uh, but some townships are, uh, are finally getting fiber the fiber that they run through the poles and into your house at a very affordable rate. And sure, for as long as sure. that goes on and people have more access to information, I think I think the, the, the future will be bright. It might be, yeah. uh, you know how they talk about the fourth industrial revolution and that gaming is one of the pillars of it? Yeah. If that happens at a quick scale, that, that might actually be that might actually happen and we might find Definitely, ourselves man. having more than just uh, video game studios or mobile game studios based in Cape Town. They might even yeah, spread out yeah. to other parts of the country, yeah. Definitely, Dave. And I mean, you know, we can't see these things as just marginal to all of the things we talk about all the time. I mean, the yeah. biggest private sector player in our stock market here in South Africa is NASPIS. Their biggest yeah. investment is in a gaming platform. So these yeah, aren't uh, things that... Tencent, uh, in Tencent, yeah. yeah. These aren't things yeah, that Tencent, are unrelated yeah. to, you know, the discussions on wealth, and who's making sure. money across the world here in yeah. South Africa. So these things are close to home. But I think, Dave, the other issue is uh, certainly to your comment that uh, if we can get, you know, moving alongside expanding internet access, get yeah. this type of knowledge and opportunities to acquire this knowledge into yeah. spaces where it isn't there. You know, so if you're in Cape Town, in Kailicha, yeah. in Mitchell's Plain, in Danun, uh, rather yeah, than yeah. just, I guess, in the southern suburbs, then we will have done a good job. But also... I guess, Dave, we've come a long way, man, from Osupa Mario, no, Captain Tsubasa, uh, and all of those. So I guess this, yeah, in and of itself, is an industry now. Yeah, dude, I think you make a perfect sense. And I think uh, it also boils down to just our basic education department that sure. we all shouldn't be treated with one brush, you know? Exactly. Saying that, no, math, math science, uh, teacher, lawyer, those are, your, those, are, those are the careers you need to escape this harsh sure, environment sure. you find yourself in, I guess. Uh, if more, as, as and people who like study art would also advocate for this, are more mm. to be invested in the in, in the art of things, getting guys to learn how to draw uh, different drawing techniques, uh, coding, all coding and drawing and animation go hand in sure, hand. You know, sure. I think that, that that that's a very valuable skill that a lot of us uh, could, could walk away with, or a lot of young people could walk away with. You know, uh, in this day in, in this day and mm. age where uh, every second word you're hearing from either the president or the communications minister or the public enterprises minister that the fourth industrial revolution is coming and sure. we need to be ahead of things. But we can only be ahead of things if we equip uh, those that are less fortunate, those that aren't exposed to uh, what's going down in places like Cape Town and Africa Games or those that are not exposed to like media schools or animation yeah. schools. You know? yeah. So I think yeah. uh, we, we need to go back to the fun- fundamentals. Yes, they know about gaming. Uh, because gaming is so universal and gaming is so big. Yes, they play games on their phones, but it will be dope for them to learn how those things run on their phones, what you try to make these things run on their phones, yeah. and why does it run on, on, on the phone. On the phone. Yeah. Super Dave. Danko, Baba. Okay, thank you so much, guys. Uh, yeah, have a, have a good uh, Wednesday, and thank you for the opportunity. Salute. Thanks a lot, man. That day was Dave Monachotla. Uh, also known as Super Dave, uh, a uh, mobile gaming expert, but also one of our colleagues here uh, at uh, Metro FM. Uh, yeah, talking to us about the latest coming out of um, Africa Gaming Week. And uh, as I said, we come a long way uh, from when games were just about entertainment. It's an entire multi-billion 
US dollar industry. A massive competition between the Chinese and the US uh, studios when it comes to uh, capturing the attention of many a gamer on mobile platforms or on consoles across the world. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, 